0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. I've got an amazing guest with me today, Mr. Callum Holtz, Mr. Murray, as we call him down here at PLC Coomera. But, mate, uh, some really cool topics I'm really excited to talk to you about. I love to go really deep into some mindset stuff that you've been through yourself and stuff Mm. that you've, mate, you've invested a lot of time and energy into your own personal development. So, credit to you, mate. And, yeah, this is going to be really deep, guys. So, make sure you've got your mind wide open for this one because we're going to be going into some uh, potential taboo topics where, yeah, you might uh, feel your own opinions come out into it, which is a good thing. So, mm. mate, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and how'd you get here today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Yeah, getting here today. So, I guess my background, like I grew up in, in region Victoria, actually. It's it's nice. down south. That's right, down south, fairway from where we are now in Queensland. Um, and yeah, I grew up in kind of a classic kind of, you know, farming kind of regional household. Um you know, very kind of stereotypical, I guess. Um and but through that definitely through my childhood, I was, you know, the youngest son and um yeah, there's definitely challenges I had through that, really, I guess starting with, you know, being a younger sibling, um, in a lot of ways and trying to find my way of where I fit in the family structure. Yeah. Um and then from there really, you know, my parents got divorced at one point. Um, There was a family struggles through that time. Uh, Through school, I got bullied a lot. Yep. Um, At that point, what about
0: if you're okay going? Yeah,
1: mate. I'm happy to deep dive in pretty much any topic. Um, So yeah, at that point in time, it was actually about um, the I was being bullied about being fat. Yep. And bullied um, about uh, they were calling me gay at that time, Um, which I'm not. (laughs) But at that point, especially in um, in a small country town. I think it was less so about sexuality and it was more so about the fact that, um, you know, I was different because I didn't play footy like everyone else. Yep. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't... In that space, if you don't fit into everyone else, if you don't fit into the normal mold, then you're an outsider. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was, I guess, the start of a lot of my journey. Um, and then at one point, um, the bullying got to a point where I... Yeah, it was really struggling mentally, and I ended up changing schools, and that was absolutely incredible. And that's so you got to the point where you changed schools. Yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and that, to be honest, was probably the first massive experience I had where I really experienced the power of who you surround yourself with. Right. Nice. Because the school that I was going to, there was just no passion for learning. It was just, you know, footy, and it was just, you know, not a very good culture. And then when I changed schools, it was much more. People were passionate about actually learning and growing, and even the teachers and the whole culture of the environment was amazing. Wow. Um. And yeah, really, just continued on from there. Cool. So, okay, well, mate, I'd love to
0: dive into if we can cut straight to the dessert yeah so 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 I just keep talking yeah, you know, no, like, like, like
1: interrupting where you want so yeah me, <laughs> me
0: and Callum both know how to talk so I'm gonna try to keep us on a time schedule yeah, somehow yeah. Um, but mate I'd love to go straight to the dessert with you and go straight to the good stuff that I know you're really passionate about I know you've had a really good experience with with your own journey I'd love to go into the topic of masculinity yeah. I couldn't spell it but I've got it here written <laughs> as a scribble down here but mate what for, for first of all in your own opinion mm. what what is masculinity and what's your
1: journey been with it so far Mmm, yeah, I Louis, I love this topic because it's been a topic for me in an area of my life that has been a massive struggle. Um, just really, I guess, in trying to work out who I am, like really that that was the first question. Who I am. It's a powerful question. Right. And then who I am as a man, even going through You know, from boyhood to, you know, going through like adolescence and puberty and trying to work out that whole world of, you know, everything that comes up around relationships, around, you know, social environment, around, you know, getting on with other men, um, you know, getting on with women, getting on with the older guys, everything around that was always a bit of a thing for me. I was like... Like, where's the guidance around here? Like, how do I how do I do this? And I just... I never found... Yeah, I found it really, really challenging of trying to work out that whole culture. And it seemed like, to me, like, some people just got it. And some people just, like, seemed to know what to do around all of those topics. Yep. And I wasn't one of them. <laughs> okay. Um, do you think,
0: yeah. going back to what you said, mm. you, your parents were divorced growing up, did yeah. you have much of a male figure in your life to really mold yourself off? Did, did, was that a factor for you? What Massively. was that like? Yeah. So yeah. Was there a figure there for you? No. Okay. No. And how did you yeah. like, essentially fill the void? How did that, what did that look like?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, and I guess that's the kind of key thing going into is like I, I, these days I have like massive love for my dad. Yeah. Um, he's incredible. I'm so grateful for everything he's taught me. And in the same space, I always kind of, kind of look at him and be like, okay, What are the templates or what are the stories that I've grown up around about what it is and what it looks like and what it sounds like to be a man? And to me growing up, what that was, all that I had to go with was the men in my life, which was either pretty much like my brother or alternatively my dad. And they're both incredible men, but I didn't really feel like they taught me what I needed to learn, so to speak. Yeah. So, eventually, it really got onto to the point where I just started to look for more mentors yeah. in my life. Um, and that kind of, you know, connects back into surrounding yourself with people that inspire you. Even if it doesn't mean surrounding yourself actually in, like, talking day-to-day, it might even be listening to podcasts. Yeah. And people that you kind of, you know, connect with. Or people that just seem to have that energy. If you could tell me a little bit,
0: because I I've, I've had my own journey as well, my own struggles with it as well. Yeah. I've had some I've had some daddy issues as well. <laughs> yeah. um, I think a lot I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Um. Even yeah. We won't go into that just yet. But for me, I had a really big awakening one day when I went down to uh, Kerman Ray. We did a mastermind session where you mastermind your business, but. 90% of the time it comes back to your own personal issues because yeah. your business is a reflection of you. And they really started asking me about my dad and what's my relationship like with him and all this stuff. And I ended up in tears about it. Um, yeah. And they, because I never really focused on it because I see this as a bit of a, t- a topic where people, it's kind of like mental health in general. It's got that that um, stigma around it where people don't really openly talk about it, especially as males. Like it, totally. you're, you're taught to be strong. you be like to not be a, like quote a fucking pussy or oh, you know yeah. like, or you're a faggot or whatever like and obviously being called gay or something Mm. in school that obviously would have had some effects Mm. on you as well i just see the whole area especially in the in the male category not to be sexist here but generally speaking that men are trained or taught or uh pressured to be that non-emotional harden the fuck up don't talk about your feelings don't say that you don't know anything about your own masculine energy and all that stuff so For me, I had a really big experience with Kerwin when I, when I did my mastermind, I was yeah. in tears over it. They recommended me uh, my own personal development as well because I didn't really, don't get me wrong, like I said, my, my dad loves me more than anything, I've got that, but I struggled to, I guess, get the learnings I was after to get the things that I'm after. So yeah. like for me, I still to this day have massive, <clears throat> excuse me, limiting beliefs and challenges around relationships, I'm still working on that to this day. So, something like the book, um, The Way of the Superior Man, which I've brought I've yeah. you onto, which is a really yeah. good book. That, for me, just changed so much because it was so open and so deep into the stuff that, like I said, we generally get taught to avoid. So, for you, how did you get started with the whole mentor side of things, or even starting with personal development in forms of podcasts and stuff? How did you get started? Like, did you just Google it and go from there? Like, or did nah. someone mention something to you? How did that go?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So. I think taking a little step back, and I'll come back to that question in a sec. I'll underline, it so we don't miss it? That's right. Good, good. good. Definitely underline it and circle it and that kind of thing. I think it's really, really important to understand this. And when it comes to definitely this topic, but I apply this idea to like to nutrition, to like pretty much every everything under the sun, is I think about like us as human beings right now, we're not that different, really, than human beings 10,000 years ago. Right, we've learned a few bits of extra language now. We now have iPhones, yeah. <laughs> right, but like at a fundamental level, we really are very similar. So I think the key thing is we st- we we almost try and operate as if we're not. Now, how that links into masculinity is so many ancient tribes around the world they have this like I think called a rites of passage. And to me, this is so is so important, especially when you look at things like religions. Religions, right? Is I'm not religious but I'm definitely spiritual and religions are fascinating because they actually carry stories and messages for thousands of years and ways of doing things for thousands of years and when that happens I'm like okay great what why have they been doing this for thousands of years if they were doing it for just lols they probably wouldn't do it right and one of those processes like I mentioned before is what's called a rites of passage where Historically, and in your cultures from everywhere from South America to Africa to, like, you know, northern Russia, all of them do these procedures where, uh, like, adole- they send an adolescent boy out into the wild, right? And it's different kind of time frames, but essentially, it's to, out for a challenge, right? And some of them are pretty hectic. They're pretty much, like, sent out into the wild for, like, a week. They might be sent out with a spear, that kind of thing, and pretty much, like, good luck. Now, then after that, then they might come back. They will have an experience out there, often out in the wild, where they actually really get connected to who they are, right? Because as you can imagine, when you have nothing, when you don't have your iPhone, right? There's no Telstra signal, no Tinder, no Tinder, mm-hmm. right? And it starts getting bloody cold at night, or you've got a spear, and there's animals all around you. You start to work out, okay, heck, I need to sort. I need to work out how I'm going to survive tonight. Wow, right? You start to learn, okay. Who am I when I start to deal with hard things in life, when I start to deal with struggles, when I start to confront like a dragon in life, okay? Now, then that procedure, then they come back, ideally they didn't die, but then they come back into the tribe, then there's a celebration, initiation, and then they are called men. Then they often get to join the actual men's circle, right? And be part of the men and are no the boys. Yeah. And there's a whole responsibility there. They learn stories from the elders. Yeah. All that kind of thing. I'm picturing like all these movies, but I can't remember yeah. any
0: names of them, but
1: I know, I'm, yeah. I'm picturing it quite a bit. Yeah, it's movies. also called um, The Hero's Journey. Yeah. Okay, which pretty much any movie follows The Hero's Journey, okay, where guy goes out, slays the dragon. During the procedure of trying to get to the dragon, he goes through challenges. He has to overcome the challenges, slays the dragon, tries to join back into reality, struggles, ends up getting the princess and the gold. Yeah. Right. now, how this all fits back into reality it fits into reality because for my story and I think this is really critical for so many guys is there's still like this massive desire and drive for purpose right and they still often have to go through this period, this challenge where it's kind of like I guess a metaphorical smash over the head where you wake up and for me that came about probably about 7 years ago when at the time, I was still so vividly, 26th of the 1st, 2012, and it was about 8pm, and I was dating my girlfriend at the time, her name was Sarah. And we just finished, I just finished in the room next door listening to the Triple J, Hottest 100. Yeah, nice. And the song that year was, uh, I heard say it wrong, Gautier's Somebody I Used to Know. Yeah. Right.
0: Oh, the one I played the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: And it finished, I was like, cool, was a good song. Then I, and I, I had known that she was struggling with her mental health yeah. for quite a while. I walked into her bedroom because she'd been a bit aggro that day. So I left her alone. Walked in the bedroom, knocked on the door, no sound. I opened the door and she was laying on bed, just staring face up. And I looked at her and there was just an air there where I was like, there was just something wasn't quite right. And yeah, I walked over to her and... She was dead. Wow. And it was that moment, Lewis, that for me was like my metaphorical and probably on every level getting smashed over the head with a club. Yeah. Because it's something that, especially for like a 21-year-old male, there's something about like walking into your bedroom and finding your girlfriend like overdosed, frothing at the mouth with like, you know, cold to the touch and rock hard as a board that does something to you (laughs) that just changes things from that moment forward and yeah it was from that for me it was probably was like everything changed
0: what happened in that because i believe thank you for opening Mm. up by the way you've mentioned that to me you haven't gone Mm. into detail about it because I believe, like Tony says a lot, like mm. it's the meaning that you create from it, what yes. are you going to do about it, et cetera. What yes. meaning did you create in that moment? Well, it
1: might have changed now, you yes. might have changed it
0: now, but in that moment, what did it mean to you? Well,
1: yeah, it's a really great point. This is a it definitely goes into personal development later on. In that moment, it was like a lot of things would have been created. Um, everything in the space of like massive guilt obviously um, there was definitely massive amounts of like there was already from earlier on like I'm not good enough yep. but then there was definitely uh, like I'd, I, she'd had previous suicide attempts and she was like you know she was like I'm only staying alive Caitlin, because you were here um, and yeah it was probably that moment I was like wow like I, I wasn't good enough to save her life and I wasn't good enough for her to stay alive so did you take it just in that moment and continue the story, but did you, in that
0: moment, did you take that result at on as your responsibility
1: or was your fault? Yes. Yep. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and this, it wasn't like, it definitely wasn't a conscious thing. Um, the, the immediate reaction that I remember, honestly, was there was a little, probably about five minutes, probably less. There was a bit of panic. And... Actually, it would have been less. It probably would have been less than a minute. And then that kind of seemed to just shut down. And then it went to just a ridiculous level of, um, like, mental clarity. I just, it was just like, it was honestly, it was like a shopping list of actions. Yeah. That I was like, okay, cool. I need to call triple zero. And I called triple zero. It was like a friend next to me was just like instructing me, okay, do this, do this, do this. And I was just completely submissive to that action. Um yeah. So and even my instructions when I told the police after it was like I was like what happened? It was just incredibly um systematic, like it was like timeline, it was like da, 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 just you know, one after another. Yeah. Systematic. Um yeah, it was probably a couple of days later that it really hit and then I was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. So. Okay,
0: mate. Just to we'll, go, we'll mm. go back to the initial question of the mentors. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, I the reason I asked about the meaning in the moment, I yes. I've gone to Tony Robbins speaking of personal yes. development. I've gone to Tony Robbins. He's one of them, a mentor for me. His uh, event UPW. I've mentioned that event on uh, on this podcast before. But I went to the event and because mental health, depression, all that stuff is something I'm very passionate about, as you are. And he had an example that's so similar to that example mm. that you just said, and he. Does these live interventions? If you've watched this movie on uh, Netflix, I am yep. not your guru. Go watch it. Yep. He does these live interventions where he says, "Who's suicidal? Put your hand up." And he does the whole thing. Mm. And and he did one live for us in UVW. It was amazing. It was my favorite part of the event. And this girl got up, says, "I've I've been depressed for seven years. Whatever I've wanted to kill myself. I've tried to kill myself, etc." And he's like, "Why are you depressed?" And she showed it. Told us this big story similar to you. Is um, I broke up with my partner, and that night he hung himself, and I was mm. the one that found him. So very mm. different couple different factors but similar Mm. Um, and she quote was depressed because in that moment she took on the meaning that this was my fault yes I caused this I killed him yeah where I won't go into the whole um, story of how he got around it but like picture this this is in front of 5,000 people this girl I know, she kind of looked around mid-20s, similar age to maybe you, late 20s. Um, and he literally got to the point where he said, because this girl kept running the bad pattern because he would turn around, but she'd think, no, it's my fault, it's my fault, it's my fault. Where he literally pictured this. This girl had broken up with a partner. He had killed himself and she'd taken that on. She'd been depressed by doctors, got all the medication. And Tony Robbins in front of 5,000 people says, it's not your fault. Your gutless pussy boyfriend took the weak option out to get snapper out of that and i know if you'd say that to the majority of people that are listening to this and if you've experienced depression or suicide in your family you're probably thinking tony robbins what a with because you don't say things like that but at the end of the day if you were to look at like whose responsibility was it was it her fault yeah was she the um not not in your situation sorry Mm. in this tony robbins example was Mm. it the girlfriend's fault for killing the boyfriend for me it wasn't He, she, she didn't physically pick no. him up on the chair and tie the rope around his neck, etc. I know right. we're going really deep into this one, which I'm excited about. Mm. But the meaning that you take in any event can change the fucking whole trajectory, if that's a word, um, <laughs> of your whole direction of your life. Because, it's uh, cause like for example, if you go through a breakup, you can take a meaning that you're now single forever, all guys are assholes. I'm going to, I know, I'll never find another man. Or you could be like, you know what? I've just had, I've learned so much about myself. I've learned that what's, what I won't tolerate. And now I've got an opportunity to go find the person I'm truly meant to be with. Same situation, but different meaning. And that's why I'd love to just ask that. But as you were saying, you said you then worked on yourself and now you've created a different meaning. Totally. Cool. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. So look, I guess that's the first thing is like, with anything like this that happens for people, like to trauma in general. My circumstance was, you know, my girlfriend killed herself, but whether it's that or you broke up with your boyfriend or you stubbed your toe. Yeah. Right. The circumstances are relevant, to the story that you make. Um and I think also some level of like patience with yourself that sometimes it doesn't like it's not change is instant, but the decision and choice to actually lead up to that yeah. can take time. And I think that's the first thing is also being like okay with it taking a little bit of time with it not being a, like an overnight healing, um, was a massive thing. And at the same time, it also doesn't have to take 50 years, you know, you can make it fast, like really quick progress. Um, and I think for me, definitely spending a lot of time going different modalities, but definitely like really learning a lot more about myself as well. And that's really been a lot of my healing, Lewis. It's not It hasn't necessarily been actually the, the Sarah suicide thing. It's actually been, as much as I did do work on that with my psychiatrist, it was also working out, okay, who am I? And that's, you know, because that's like a much more useful question is to actually work out who I am, right? And then really actually, that's right, isolating. Firstly, I think awareness is the first key. And actually getting present to... Okay, this stuff's happened. What am I actually saying about that? What is the story I'm making? Because if you don't know what your story is that you're making, you're stuffed. You can't have any, you don't you have no access to impact it if you have no awareness to it. That's the first thing. You've got to have access to that. Once you have conscious access to it, then you can start to actually, you know, choose to make it mean something else and to learn the lessons. And that's been a massive thing for me. This is it's not just the Sarah Suicide thing, it's definitely challenges I've had with dad challenges I've had with my brother challenges I've with my mum you know through the years and definitely yeah other relationships it's literally all they are are challenges in your life right you know big or small meaning that we give them and every challenge it actually has the opportunity to actually teach you something and for you to grow and often what happens is if you're really being still held back by something emotionally if you have like dad challenges it's actually just because you haven't actually got the meaning that your, your actual unconscious mind is trying to teach you about that once you get the meaning like if you stub your toe when you're walking through a door your mind's probably like trying to teach you watch where you're walking otherwise you'll break your toe and when you learn that you're like oh yeah it's kind of smart yeah good lesson good lesson right and then it won't you know the pain will go away the same thing, right, is, you know, if you make a mistake while driving, right, you get a fine, you learn a lesson, hopefully. Hmm, okay. <laughs> the same thing happens in every other area of life is we have challenges that come up. It's even like at PLC, we do a six-week challenge. It's not a six-week easy. Yeah. If it was, I mean, if it was easy, you wouldn't get anything from it. And if you do it for the six weeks without anything coming up for you, you don't, your goals aren't big enough. It's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be a challenge because the challenge is what is the material that I believe the universe God whatever you call yeah. it that's that's what the universe gives you so that you can learn so you can grow. And that's the key part. If you don't get the lessons from the challenge, the challenge will keep repeating. And initially the challenge will be if you know you I'm sure you've heard this metaphor before, it will initially be like a, a fairly going past year, Yeah. Right? And you'll be like, "Oh, what was that?" Okay and then the next time a very similar pattern will come up and it'll be like you're getting a brick dropped on your head and the universe it's the universe's way of saying yo mate wake, wake up. up you know and then if you still don't learn that lesson next time it'll be a freaking truck yeah, it's and always it'll, truck. It's yeah, truck yeah it'll wipe you out until the point where someone's like in hospital with a heart attack and the doctor's saying stop fucking smoking or you're gonna totally and that's just the pattern coming up until you learn that lesson. There's so many ways I want to take this, but I'm, I
0: like am <laughs> are yeah. here for five hours. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I guess, mate, because uh, we could talk about the ego, we could talk about limited yeah, beliefs, so we could talk about um, <laughs> uh, soul searching. Um, yeah. Fuck, there's so many ways we could take this. I guess, I just for the purpose of time, we've got 10 minutes left to go. 10 minutes. Um, mate, I'd love to hear, mm. essentially, you mentioned the word soul searching. Mm. And this is, I guess, going back to, I guess, the topic that we... I guess started with is yeah. men in general, like soul searching. Cause for me, I, this yeah. is something I'm quite interested in as well for my own benefits. Mm. I'm trying to learn here as well. I am learning. I'm not trying. I am learning. And like soul searching, cause I've seen people like on Facebook, YouTube, social media, men, especially they go out to like Africa or something or they go on this big quote soul searching yes. journey. Similar to what you said at the start, how the, the boys get thrown, passage. The, yeah, package, they get thrown into it. And something else that I also picked out as you were talking, like, because we don't have, I guess, that we're so, in a way, protected and babied in 2019 or in the 2000s, where you've got those helicopter parents where they don't let their, their kid go and have those mistakes, or they don't let them fuck up, they, they don't give them the ability to go and find them themselves. Yes. I guess a question I've got, and I've got another question I just thought of as well, is. In a way, in in where we are right now, if you're a man or a woman as well, this is not just men. But if you're mm-hmm. someone who doesn't know who they are, like the question you've asked a couple mm-hmm. times, "Who am I?" How do you start to figure that out? Where do you mm-hmm. start? Like I said, Google is that number one. Or do mm-hmm. you need? Is it time and space? Do you need to? I don't know. Take it like take time away from your job, away from your toxic environment. Well, if you're in that, first of all, get the fuck out of it. But do you like what? How? What's that process look like? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Great question. It, so, so many directions I can take that. <laughs> so, I think the first phase to go into with it is I think it's a bit of a line of like the neuroscience behind it. And the challenge is for so many guys is, and this is especially links into masculinity, is we don't even realize that we live so much in like the left side of our mind, right? left side of our brain, which is very much like, Logical directional thinking. Okay. And when you ask someone a question and they're like, I don't know, all right, someone answer like that. That is so correct and so true because they literally don't know because they're trying to access information from left hand side side their brain and they don't have it because they're literally trying to grasp. This is that the actual physical action of reaching out and grabbing something is a left hand side of your brain kind of action is you try and grab, it's the way you interact with the physical world. Okay, now, who I am, that kind of question, if you try and access that through trying to grasp it, trying to think about it, you'll never get there. You'll never get there because you literally, it's, it's like you're trying to like drive from, you know, from Brisbane to Perth by going to your local swimming pool and going to do some laps it's kind of just completely wrong modality and wrong method, right? Now, the alternative, this actually sends back into Rites of Passage as well, so powerful, is a lot of ancient cultures, they have a lot of um, like tribal songs, right? If you think of the, like the Maldi from New Zealand, they the haka, yeah, yeah. if I said that right, yeah, okay. someone's gonna say, you know chirp up about this <laughs> I'm a Kiwi so I did not take any of your friends, so <laughs> Right, friends which that's a classic example alright the indigenous people of Australia they yeah. have the same thing alright a lot of ancient cultures around the world do now especially sound and music that actually taps into the other side of your brain which is that side where intuition lives right where that experience of just you're like you're not sure where you get answers from but you just you just feel it that gut feeling you just kind of know and that's where the answers to things like you know who am I lives that's when that really incredible deep connection stems
0: from going back to to cut you off going back mm. to purpose because I'm really picturing something yep. other, I, I always refer to Cohen because he's such a big mentor for yep. me but he talks about like he talks about purpose how to find your purpose and he yep. says if you become conscious of the patterns around your life yes. what do you think about what do you fantasize about what do you, right. what do you like what do you naturally get drawn to do when you've got That's spare right. time? Within that lies your purpose. 100%. Within so are you saying similar? Yes. Within that that lies you've got who to to you are. To your feelings. You gotta like within those things that give you energy, that you love, that you're drawn to, that you listen to, that you watch, within that is who yeah. you are, within that is your purpose. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, totally, totally. And I think the way I kind of see it as well is I think a lot of people are trying to grasp when it comes to something like purpose onto a career, necessarily, or when instead of, the way that I think about it, instead of being like a career and being like, cool, my purpose is to be an accountant, okay? It's more, your purpose is more a, a journey and it's more like an actual pathway, right? And it's when you're on that pathway that you feel that really deep sense of alignment, when things are easy, when you have massive amounts of energy, when you get like three or four hours sleep and you're like, I should be tired, but I'm so lit up and driven, right? That's when you're on the right path. That's when you're in alignment. In terms of actual specifics and questions, look, I always refer to, um, and I find really, really powerful is um, Ikigai from Japan.
0: I've heard of that, no, I haven't done it. Haven't yeah, consumed yeah. any content, but yeah. I've heard of that. So
1: that's what I use with people as well, Yeah, which is, it kind of covers four pillars. If you think of like kind of a four-way Venn diagram, all right? And it's what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, often different things, yeah. right? What the world needs and what the world will pay you for. Okay, cool. That's good. And at the centerpiece of all of those, okay, if you imagine where they all overlap, yeah. that will start to describe something for you. Okay. Now, it's just, it would just be a description, so to speak. But if you then you take that rough kind of description and then you think about, okay, Great how can I then bring that description and actually create something physical out of that, right? And if it has, if, it, if the world needs it, if you, the world will pay for it, you're good at it and you enjoy doing it, essentially, it's, you can convert that into some kind of business. You can Monetize it. Yeah, and then what I talk to people about when you've got that, think about, okay, great, how can we actually turn this into a real, real world physical thing? Then we talk about, great, do you currently have the skills or resources that you need to do that? If no, great, break it into smaller bits. And it might be 10, it might be 20, it might be 50 little bits. Look at that first bit and then be like, great, do I have the skills or resources? If no, break it into smaller bits. If yes, great. All right, for instance, I always use the example of, okay, maybe I need more skills in sales and marketing. Cool, now that's something actionable. Now you actually go on to seek or whatever and actually be like, great, now I'm applying for jobs or now I'm looking at where can I learn sales and marketing? And then you go into a position, not with, I need to pay the bills, but you're going there with intentionality. You're going with, okay, great. I, need, I want to learn these skills because that will allow me to actually get closer to my higher purpose. So I love that. And then you just keep chunking out, you learn sales and marketing, then you look at the current vehicle you're in at the next step, at the risk skills and resources you need to take to the next step. Can your current vehicle give you the framework to allow you to learn the skills and resources? If yes, great, learn those skills and resources if no then you've got options stay with that current vehicle because you still need income to pay physical world situations yep and potentially look at okay do you need to do an internship yeah do you need to go to a course go to Curl and Ray whatever to learn those skills and resources yeah whatever you need to do maybe you know whatever and you keep chunking up until you get closer and closer wow what a powerful tool if you guys
0: please rewind that and like physically draw it out and stuff because he, he was using his hands as he went so it made more sense to <laughs> yes. me. it made more sense to me visually because I could watch it yeah. Go. but yeah like re- rewind this whatever couple minutes and draw that out as you go I guess last question to wrap it up because we are almost we are over time but that's okay going back to the initial example you used so you used the example of Sarah took her own life in the moment you took a really let's say destructive meaning yeah. a meaning that wasn't going to move your life forward it was quote your fault in yes. whatever way you took that yeah for someone right now, because we've all been through stuff, everyone listening to this has been through some form of trauma. And yes. it could be, like you said, stubbing your toe to having someone kill themselves, to losing a job, to letting someone down. It doesn't matter the the level of what it is. Everyone's got their own form of trauma that they've been through. You've gone through an experience where you have changed the meaning for what it's done for you. How does someone change the meaning for what They've been through. So say they've been through a shit breakup. Say they've done some, been through something horrific. How do they now change that meaning so it stops being an anchor in their life and dragging them down Mm. in a couple minute
1: version? Because we are yeah. So to be specific about it, what am I asking myself? What am I currently making this mean about me? That's the first thing, right? Get awareness. Okay, just asking yourself about this situation. What am I making this mean? What am I making this mean about me? Then the next step after you get that, and being really like, the key with it is to be really brutally honest with yourself. If you like, if you pussyfoot around a little bit, <laughs> I fucking use right. rough language on this. I, I fucking swear all the time. Yeah, cool. No, so if if you fuck around with it, and you're like, ah, oh, means I'm like, you know, I don't think I'm okay, or you know, maybe I need to work on myself. If that's not actually what's going if you actually mean I'm a fucking asshole, and if that actually lands, you shouldn't feel emotion about it, it should hurt. If you start crying, good. So getting really, really connected guys to that actual lesson there is in there, okay? The lesson is the key, the lesson is where everything changes, okay? And then after that, all right, what this all really comes down to so often is some level of people feeling that they're actually just not enough, okay? And one of the actual tools that I always give people around this is if you've got red lipstick, all right, use red lipstick. If you've if your girlfriend's got red lipstick, use hers. If your mum's got red lipstick, use hers, get red lipstick, all right. Really, really works well. And then write on any of your mirror, put this on your iPhone as well, put it on your local whiteboard, all the, all the way around your home and everything like that, okay? Write, I am enough. Okay. And then in the morning and at night, spend two minutes. Looking at the person in the mirror, looking yourself directly in the eyes and saying that person in the mirror, I am enough. And often what will come up in that period of time, during that two minutes in the morning, in the evening, you'll probably start crying. You'll probably have emotion come up. You might get angry. And when that stuff come up, that is so good because that is that, just, that part of you that's just trying to reject that. But when you actually keep working on that and actually really get that I'm enough and the person in the mirror is enough, so often just that alone causes massive changes for people. Boom, there we go. Drop the mic. Okay, so
0: just to summarize it, because I want people to get something practical out of this, because I'm very guilty of listening to a book or listening to a YouTube video or going to a course and being so caught up with how well the speaker is, like yourself today, and then like, okay, well, what did I actually get out of that? So, number one, think of the event that you haven't, I guess, healed from or moved on from. Then you go, okay, you ask yourself the question, what meaning have I taken from this? Or what meaning have I created from this? Become conscious of it. Learn the lesson from it. Then ask yourself the question, what could I make of this? What meaning could I create for this? Mm. And if you don't know, you, if, you, if the answer is, I don't know, you say, well, if you had to know what could be, or if you could imagine it. Yeah. Or if you could.
1: Yeah. Imagine or guess is yeah, really powerful. And the other thing guess. as well I wanted to put in there, a lot of the time when people think of another meaning, it will be a disempowering meaning. They'll go from like, I'm not enough or I'm not good enough to I'm an asshole. Yeah. Now, that's not what we want. Yeah. We don't want you to go from feeling crap to feeling shit. Yeah. Okay. It has to be an empowering. So even if you're like, you know, think of the meaning of, you know, maybe you've had a breakup and you're like, you're like you know, I'm not pretty enough. Okay. It has to be answer the question. Okay. How could I put this in a positive empowering way? Okay. How could I use this and learn a positive empowering lesson that will grow my life?
0: okay Dang. okay just because we are running tight on time guys please obviously reach out to Cal um, he's got so much like we, we could this could have gone for four hours to be honest but Cal
1: first of all where can they uh, where can they find you of course Yeah cool so on the Insta is Callum Holt coaching all right so definitely hit me up on there um, and then on Facebook is Callum Holt and also Callum Holt coaching on there as well yep um, and I also have my podcast real talk and also the PLC podcast nice. as well. Guys, honestly, Cal's, like he's got so much wealth and knowledge of
0: what he's invested into with himself, his own journey, his own growth. And, um, mate, thank you for take, taking the time this morning. And, um, mate, like I said, this could have gone for a very long time. Please uh, share, uh, share with your friends. Give us a review if you like it. Uh, share it on Instagram story. And as always, say hello to your mum for us. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. There we go.